Hey, what's up everybody? Kenny here, aka Weezy Baby, and welcome to the Friends of Flavor podcast. The podcast about finding yourself through your friends while BSing along the way. Today, I've brought back the lovely wife. Hey everybody. Yeah, of course that is Roth. Today, we're going to talk about differences in everybody, but mainly differences in relationships how they affect or impact relationships. knows us or has been around us and I'm sure from the last episode we've said that we've been together about 17 years as far as 18 18 oh I'm a terrible husband yes I you mean, are we did we dated what oh four yes it's 2021 minus 2000 we met in oh three oh whatever <laughs> what do you mean whatever <laughs> Oh, this marriage is just whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. As far as differences go in our relationship, like starting young, of course, we're in the, everyone's kind of in the more or less get to know each other phase. And I feel like when you're younger, you just, you're learning, you're still learning about one another. And so you kind of don't let the differences bother you as much, I guess. If I'm into you in the beginning of a relationship, I'm pretty much just into you so it's kind of like i don't even though there's traits and qualities that's different about us i don't persuade me into not liking you because i'm already that into you i mean would you would you say that's fair in the beginning of a relationship i think for the most part yes except there was one thing that did bother me and i think we fought a lot over it (laughs) oh me comparing you to my old girlfriend no um video games oh well I wouldn't say fight, but I bring it up a lot. You spend too much time on that. Being younger, I guess guys, they're into that. Even some older guys now, they're into playing video games a lot. And that is, I guess, a problem in some relationships. What bugged you about me playing video games a lot? And as, like, we're talking about differences here. So Roth doesn't really play games at all. I mean, she might play a, a video game on her phone or something like that for 10 minutes or something like that just because you know her co-workers might be playing it or something yeah so I feel like I'm not really much of a a gamer of any aspect so it doesn't keep my interest very long to me I felt like when we were teens that was something that you enjoy doing of course I didn't like video games and it used to bother me because, you know, I'm trying to spend time with you or, you know, I take the time out to come and hang out with you. And of course, I have to sit there and watch you play video games or like you hang out with the boys and, y'all, you know, y'all play video games for like hours, you know. I mean, it's been so long, ago, I don't really remember all the details, but I did used to always feel like it was like I was just there, maybe. And I don't really... I don't know if I would say I hated you playing it. I think my main thing was time management. Mm. Because 
I feel like, you know, even with our son now, he's very much into video games. Takes that after you, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, like how we would be like, hey, then dinner's ready. And he'll be like, well, I'm in the middle of a game. You know, time management. We're telling him food is done, but he's like, well, I'll just eat later. I'm playing games, you know. I guess I do get annoyed by that. So me and you, and even our kids are this way, we're complete opposites. There's, like you said, Bert, you brought up video games. You're not a gamer, I'm a gamer. There's certain foods that you like, and you're, of course, more driven to, you know, Asian food and home-cooked meals like that. I could live off of pizza for the rest of my life if I wanted to. Mm, um, yep. <laughs> and, I don't really and care like, for pizza. you know, music, music speaks to me. Music sometimes is background noise for you sometimes. You know, just certain things. Our, our styles might be different. You like colors and clothes that are more neutral color. I like to stand out sometimes and have bright colors, even though they don't match anything. <laughs> um, I wouldn't really say I like neutral color clothes. I feel like I like more earth tone color clothes. Okay. They're not necessarily neutral because they're... I mean, like burnt orange, olive green, mustard yellow, like they're colors, but they're, they're just more darker toned. Yeah. More earth tone is what people call it. Okay. Um, you like more vibrant clothing. I have a few, you know, brighter clothes, but I don't prefer them. But I also wear a lot of, I have to wear a lot of um, black for work, both jobs, actually. It's like our uniform is black. All right. Well, I was getting as early in a relationship, a lot of times people can look past that. The more you get into relationships, even when we got married and stuff like that, we would have so many different sometimes and we'd, we'd get into arguments or even when we get into arguments, I'd just be like, oh God, why, why can't you be like this? Or why can't you be like that? At one point, did you ever question, is it okay to be that way? Like, is a healthy relationship okay to have so many differences between one another? And is that normal? I mean, I wouldn't know what normal is. <laughs> we've only, I mean, we've not really dated much in our adult years. We started at 17, so don't really have much to compare it to. Of course, listening to, you know, like friends confide in you or even work and stuff. You hear people talk about their relationship. And I feel like our differences are very minor compared to some couples it's either it's minor or we make it minor i suppose or work through it easier than some people i feel like what makes a relationship healthy is being able to work through your differences or your problems as you face them i mean i, I don't really know i feel like we've had a lot of battles with that throughout our marriage do i know i mean is it considered healthy? I don't know. I feel like us overcoming it makes it healthy. Yeah. And I think um, one of one of the battles that we have had numerous times is, one, is because of me. I always expect things when I should not expect things. That's a very good lesson to learn in a healthy marriage. You should never expect something out of your spouse and then... When it doesn't happen, of course, you're going to be very upset. It's going to hurt you more than it hurts the other person. Something we always got in an argument over was that I did expect you to be a certain way, and I wanted you to be more emotional 
like me, whereas you're, you know, a little bit more, I'm not going to say cold, more, I guess, kind of reserved or sheltered, I guess. I think reserved. I'm a little bit more reserved with my feelings. I don't usually express them freely, and it takes me a minute to be able to express them or open up about my feelings. To me, I always tell you that I feel like it's that had a lot to do with your upbringing coming from a, a somewhat, I, I hate to say broken home, but I mean, it, I guess it kind of is because, you know, your parents were divorced and whatnot. You know, my, my parents were together and they openly showed affection towards one another, you know. So a lot of people say when you're raised up in a home where there is that love in front of you, then you, you, you grew up to know how to express yourself and show that love to your spouse more than say how you were brought up I guess yeah but like now that I've gotten older I feel like the label broken home it's not necessarily just for parents who are split up I mean there's families out there whose parents aren't split up and in a way they live in a you know quote-unquote broken home because the parents are together but there's no love there The kids can clearly see it. And sometimes the parents just like they just walk through life until their kids graduate and then they split up. So to me, that's just as unhealthy as a kid who has to grow up seeing that, you know, their parents split up while they were still at a young age like myself. But also because my parents weren't very um, openly lovey-dovey per se. And I don't even know if they were ever in love because they started off as a an arranged marriage yeah i don't know if i ever told you that but so during the time that my parents got married i believe it was some type of Khmer rouge or like some type of war going on and like one of the ways that you can like come over to america certain things you had to do and all that well i mean i don't really ask my mom too much but this is just like me overhearing her talk to her friends when I was younger, you know, her marriage and a lot of her friends' marriages were at one point arranged, you know. They didn't start off as two people who loved each other and got married. They started off as two people who got married and then, you know, some people fall in love and some people just make it work, you know. And I felt like with my mom, maybe that's what it was. You know? I, feel, I feel like that's kind of your age-old Asian drama or movie type deal. Like, there's an arranged marriage. Oh, they don't love each other, but they end up falling in love with Yeah, so, I mean, usually, <laughs> you know, in TV shows, that's usually what happens. Like, two people start off as, like, hating each other, but they really love each other. It's that love-hate, cat-and-mouse type relationship. But I think in real life, you know, just talking to other people and their parents and stuff like that, that's just the way things were. I actually have a co-worker now that I'm getting to know, but that's what happened to her, you know. She had an arranged marriage. She was, shoot, I don't even know how old she was, but there's at least a 20-year gap, maybe, or I feel like at least 15. I mean, it's a big gap, but I mean, she's a teenager with no experiences, still sleep with her parents, and she's being married off to pretty much a stranger she doesn't know him at all and i mean they're still married now that's crazy so. that's, that's got to be like a, a scary feeling there for sure i mean like yeah it's, it's an opportunity for her to come over to the land of the free you know everyone yeah. thinks everything is fine and dandy in the u.s i mean i'm pretty sure it's a lot better than what some of the 
circumstances that people go through overseas. Well, it depends. Yeah, and it to, to me it depends on your financial status. So someone of her status, she actually has a better life over there because she came from a wealthy family. But for someone who comes from poverty or like a poor family, of course, anything in the U.S. is better than what they could have over there. One of the, the big things that I felt like I had to learn, I've gotten into many fights about it, is no matter how many times you try to beat it into my head, I, I could never get it. I think I just here recently started to learn it within the past probably, I would say like three or four years or something like that. It's just that like you can't change someone. I, I tried so hard to try to change the way you acted or the way you felt, showed your emotions or something like that. And no matter how hard I try or you know wanted you to be a certain way, again, I would always get disappointed because I expected you to to be like me. And you're, like I said, with differences, you're your exact opposite of pretty much everything I am for the most part. Which is, yeah, it's really crazy how different we are, but yet we somehow have made it work this long. Because sometimes we sit here and we talk and we're like, you know, we're, I feel like we're very different in a lot of ways. You can't change someone. Like, no matter how hard I tried or wanted you to be a certain way, I, I couldn't make you feel or act the way I did. We're, we're so completely different. I may wanted you to be more affectionate or show more affection towards me but you either you know didn't know how or that that just wasn't you you know or you showed affection in a different way like you say so like in your beginning stages of dating you tend to overlook those things right i feel like that character in someone is always has always been there but you just either you overlooked it or you just didn't see it at the time but i don't i really don't think i was ever really overly affectionate from the beginning i feel like i come across as a little bit more with my walls up per se mm. but of course like when you're first dating you're just happy to be around each other and it's more about the i guess physical attraction per se so you don't really connect too much on a emotional level so you overlook those things but i feel like i've since I was what was it seventeen, right? We're about to be thirty six. There's a lot of Jeez. stuff about me that has not changed, right. and I have had to be a little bit more considerate on Kenny's feelings. <laughs> um, I have to sometimes stop and think, like, okay, you know, how would he want me to react? You know, you just you you have to be a little bit more thoughtful with your actions. I'm not a very thoughtful person. I've always <laughs> said that. <laughs> It's not that I'm selfish, I'm just... I think that's something I had to learn about you, too, in that sometimes I'm like, is she not considerate? Or you said selfish, I guess, is for lack of a better term. I think you're always busy. Your mind's always somewhere else. And that's that's another difference that we have in that, you know, you're always going, 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 and you're always working, and you always got some kind of project or... You know, something else you need to take care of or something like that that you have in mind that you you don't just stop, take time to think or consider about things, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's my defense. I don't know if, I don't know. That's just, this is just how I feel. I feel like I'm not selfish. I'm just not thoughtful. There's a difference. 
I don't always make things about me and I don't always actually think about what I want. I'm actually just not thinking at all, really. Like you say, I just, I'm just busy. You just make it sound like you're so brain dead. <laughs> I'm just not thinking. Yeah. I mean, she's very smart. Don't get her wrong. Yes, but I am the smart one. She, she just, something my dad always said, and it's in our kids, is just, you're very book smart. Maybe not necessarily street smart. But I guess you have some street smarts to you. This is what I've also told a friend whenever we have our conversation. Maybe she'll make it on an episode. But Amy, <laughs> I've told her before, and this is something that I've told her that you've mentioned is, you know, me being a little bit more considerate or thoughtful. And I told her that I've never had to be thoughtful because I'm very independent. Mm-hmm. I don't wait for anybody to do anything for me because I do it for myself. Right. So sometimes I'm so used to doing stuff for myself that I don't think about what others might want for me to do for them. Right. Does that make sense? It can come across selfish. Like you're too busy doing stuff for yourself that you don't take the time to consider someone else. No, it's not. What I mean is like I don't ever sit there and expect anyone to do anything for me. Right. So since I'm always taking care of things for myself, I don't always think that, hey, I need to do that for someone else. Do you get what I'm saying, in a way? Not exactly. Okay, so for an example, like like if I wanted something done, like a project or something, I don't wait for a friend to be like, hey, let me help you with that. I just do it myself, right? right. So when a friend is working on a project, I don't automatically think like, hey, let me help you with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm used to handling my business for myself. Right. So, so it can, it, in that turn, you you think they have the logic like you. Exactly. Like, I'm not the type of person who relies on anybody. So I forget that sometimes someone might be relying on me to do something for them or mm-hmm. making the effort to do something for them. Because I don't expect that in return. Oh. You know, I don't expect someone to be like, hey, uh, let me help you paint that furniture because I see you're working on it. They don't. I don't wait for anyone to offer me any help. So sometimes I forget to offer my help. But I feel like I've gotten better with that. And if you ever, you know, get a chance to speak to her, she has told me that I've, you know, made a lot of progress with trying to be a little bit more thoughtful. I think you've gotten better with consideration, thinking of others. (laughs) Because, fun story, when we graduated, Roth, I guess it was always working. So... I, don't, I can't remember if you were working that day, but you were running late to my graduation. Yeah, because I was working. Because she, I guess she was working. And so, of course, the gifts that she gives to me from graduation is stuff that you can buy at the stands at the graduation itself. Because I had to buy it there. I know, but <laughs> like you could have like pre-bought it ahead of time. But So that's just her not thinking about it ahead of time. She just, she's always busy, busy, busy. So she don't have time to buy uh, anything ahead of time so but she has been getting a lot better I always just think of like the dad or the parent or I guess the boyfriend that's like doesn't have time or doesn't think about it or forgets it and goes buys like a gift at the gas station or something <laughs> you got you gotten a lot better so you actually have planned out birthdays and stuff like that so I'm not gonna like say that you haven't grown or okay progress. well let me ask you this did you get gifts as a kid yes okay I didn't I know. Well, I mean, I'm saying that, that that goes with your upbringing. 
and the more we learn about each other, the more we learn our upbringing has a lot to deal with how we are. Would you say so? Yeah. Yeah. Back to that, like, you can't change someone. They have to want to change themselves. It depends on what that change is, too. Because sometimes I feel like you shouldn't ask or expect someone to change something if you love that person when they were already that way. Right. There's certain, like we've, I think we've discussed this before. There's certain things that people could change or try to change. And that could be certain characteristics or personality traits. But then there are certain things that are just, that's what makes them who they are. Okay, for example, like, I know that you're the sensitive one versus me, right? You wear, you show your emotions a little bit more. And what's the term that people use? You wear your hearts on your sleeve or something like that? Heart. You only have one heart. Uh, heart on your sleeve. You don't wear your hearts on your sleeve. <laughs> you have 10,000 hearts the way you act sometimes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. But so I know that about you, right? Does it drive me crazy sometimes? Yes. Does it make me feel like you're a little too emotional sometimes? Yes. But that doesn't make me want to be like, you know what? Kenny needs to be more tough or show less emotion. Want to change that about you. I don't always, you know, it, it does drive me crazy depending on what the subject is because, you know, you're a little bit too emotional about it. Just like how you're you're busy, busy, busy. It goes back to the first co- the first question or whatever in the beginning of the topic was, you said that, you know, I played games too much, but when you first met me, that's how I was. Like right. you you have to you have to accept that and you can't change that in the long run because you knew how you knew yeah. that's me. And guess what you still do now? Exactly. But But you know what we did? What? We came came up with a a happy medium, right? So I never said, I wish you would. Well, I don't know. Maybe I did back then. I never said, I wish you would stop playing games or I don't want you to play games anymore. All I ever asked for now or even back then and now is time management, right? Like you make time for your games. It's cool. But I want you to make time for me, too. Now that I've gotten older, I realized that time to yourself is very important. Whether you spend that playing video games or, you know, me watching TV or whatever it is, I've learned that it doesn't really matter what you choose to do with your time, but it is good to have time to yourself. Right. So now when you say you want to play games or you say you are playing games instead of pouting about it or being like, man, whatever, I'm just like, okay, I'll find something to do, you know? Which I always do. I used to be very bratty about it back then because I think I was a little bit more clingy or needy, I guess, with your time. But then, you know, we spent so much time together that now it's more like it's good to have some me time. Well, I mean, you can't miss each other if you're always together. Right. But I mean, we always had an agreement like every Friday night was like my time to play with the boys and... You know, some guys have poker nights. Well, I, this is how I hang out with my friends. And, you know, of course, one of my best friends lives out of town. So this is the only way I get to quote unquote see him or hang out with him. Even though I've gotten better about that. And, you know, there's some Fridays I don't play every day. Like this Friday. Which I'm, is today. This Friday I'm not playing. And it's not that I don't enjoy playing with them. It's just I understand the importance of one, just doing what I want to do. 
and spending more time with you because, you know, life's short and this and that and everything that we've been going through. Also because you've brought up numerous times that if you're in this routine of spending quality time together and then you're like, oh, it's Friday and you break this chain of events that you've been building up, I guess, throughout the whole week where you get to hang out or spend time with each other, then um, I guess it kind of kills the vibe when Friday comes sometimes. Well, it, it's like, you know, when you, what was it, that um, Instagram page we follow, Marriage 365 or something like that, they're always putting out inspirational marriage quotes and tips and do's and don'ts and all that. And one of it was be intentional with your date nights or, you know, schedule certain things and that's all fine and dandy, but sometimes you can't always go by a schedule because you have to go by your feeling and your vibe pretty much. And that's my my issue with the scheduling thing is, you know, Saturday night might be date night, but not every single Saturday I feel like we're on that love vibe. You know, we it's the end of the week for us, the end of our work week anyway. And we're usually tired and exhausted and we kind of save Saturday which is the last day of the week and that's the day we chose to give to each other and we're pretty much giving each other our last bit of energy and sometimes that's not fair you know yeah have you noticed any changes that I've made throughout our marriage that I wasn't like before or I guess adjustments that I've made I do feel like you don't give me such a hard time when I'm not doing things that I know you're expecting out of me, if that makes sense. I guess, you know how, like you say, like once you expect something, you're just gonna get disappointed. So sometimes I get the vibe that you are expecting something out of me. And then of course it tends to push me to do the opposite, right? I know there's a lot of traits or things that I do that probably drive you crazy. And before it used to bother you because I'm not acting or reacting a certain way. And now, I can do those same things, but I'm getting a different reaction from you. Like you're accepting me for who I am. I come home and I know this is one of your pet peeves or whatever is you have dinner made and I come home. Biggest eye roll. <laughs> and I still do this every day, even though he has brought it up to me a thousand times that it bothers him, but I just can't help it. It's just, it's just me. Yeah. Um, I, I will have dinner and dishes done. So all I, just, I have to do is yeah. just walk in and yeah. sit down and eat. Like he will literally have dinner made, plate fixed, served in front of me. But the first thing I do is find something to clean. <laughs> it's just her. Like it used to aggravate me because I'm like, man, I got all this stuff. And, you know, you're talking about quality time, this and that. And I do all these things just so you can just come home, relax, sit down and we can eat together. But to be honest, like if if it's not date night or whatever, like now I just one I get hungry and two it's just kind of like I know already that that's what you're gonna do now. Like you said, I just accept it. So I just I either go ahead and eat or I'm just like, well, I fix your plate. You know, dinner's ready. I go ahead and fix mine. I'll sit down and I'll eat. If you join me or whatever, that's fine. But if you're cleaning something, I. I just I just let you do you, and so to be honest, like minus that and like like minus date nights and certain times where say I, we do takeout or something like that. There's not too many nights where I feel like we actually eat eat together. 
like I said, like tonight we had takeout, so we ate together. Well, I feel like we are on a different schedule too. You're normally eight to five, and I'm more of a nine to eight kind of yeah. person. You have this normal routine. You know, you get a lunch time. You get, you know, you eat breakfast. You eat lunch same time every day. So you get hungry by probably, you know, early dinner time. I'm the opposite, you know. I go into work later. Half the time I skip breakfast. I'm more of a eat lunch for breakfast kind of person. Half the time I'm so busy working that my lunch time is usually most people's dinner time. And when I come home, I'm not always super hungry because I've had a late lunch. You know, if I'm eating lunch at five o'clock, you know, and I get off at eight, that's only three hours. That's my boss's dinner time. I found out five o'clock. That's most people's (laughs) dinner. I was like, what? What do you like? What do you like? Forty five, fifty five? Well, supper is usually five thirty, six o'clock for most people. Yeah, that's crazy. But when it's someone who doesn't get home until eight. And don't have lunch until four or five, or even sometimes we eat lunch three times a day because... If your parents were both like hard workers, not necessarily like people's parents are hard workers, I don't want to offend nobody, but like, you know, but both my parents had full-time jobs and most times they got off around five, six o'clock or whatever. So, you know, yeah, dinner dinner was never ready at five or six o'clock because, you know, my mom couldn't be a, a stay-at-home mom. She had to bus her tail my dad had to bust his tail just to provide a living for us well, it so. takes two yeah there so, definitely takes two to get a house going so dinner wasn't ready at five or six and, and plus like later on in life when my when i was in high school you know my my parents worked or one of my my dad worked in a restaurant or whatever or they you know worked at a gas station or something and you have late hours when you have late hours the dinner is not going to be served up at that time you know so one thing I, I have noticed about you especially with us going to thomas rett concert lately you have been listening to more to music as far as listening 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 to lyrics and stuff and i'm kind of that kind of makes me smile a little bit and I'm like oh she's actually listening to music she's actually comprehending the lyrics sometimes to me it was always a big thing because i'm like man I'm sending this girl songs that how I'm feeling and my heart and soul is in this song right now. That's just my vibe. And she didn't even have time to listen to it. <laughs> and I had to get upset about it. But now I'm just like, I'll send it to you. And if you listen to it, you listen to it. But if you don't, I'm just like, okay. But um, I do commend you for actually listening to music more often. Well, one, my job is a very interactive type job. So I don't to sit there and listen to music i have to interact with people i talk to people every day i talk to tons of people every day sometimes it's the same conversation with everybody sometimes it's it's different and where i work now music is background noise tvs are on but there's no sound and it's just music playing of course depending on what station it's on it's never really that great of music so you kind of tune it out and you learn to tune it out and so that's why I treat music that way it's because it's there for comfort but you don't really pay attention to what is being said in the songs if it's a catchy beat you you know you catch yourself listening to it as far as like because it's you know like an upbeat music so it kind of makes you feel good but at the same time you're still not listening to what is being said in the music 
but yeah, but now it's different whenever I'm doing projects and cleaning or anything really. I do like to put songs on, but I prefer to listen to songs that I like now versus just I guess noise per se. Mm-hmm. So I've I've been I've been catching myself a lot lately. Anyways, when I put on like certain Spotify stations, if it plays too many songs that I don't like or I don't you know care for the lyrics, then I skip it or I change the station. Here lately, I have been on like a, the Thomas Rhett train. I've been listening to all three of his albums over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a lot of um, good songs on there that. That I like because of the lyrics. Right, he his lyrics are really good and they're very catchy. So in the end, like, uh, why why do you think our differences work? You said earlier, you know, we're so different, but somehow we've made it work. Why do you think that? To be honest, I don't know if they really do work. <laughs> I feel like they balance each other. Like I don't know if it really works. I do feel like there's certain traits about you that help balances my traits. You know, for example. I'm the busy, 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 sometimes don't like to slow down, whereas Kenny's like, uh, I'm off, I'm a chill, I'm gonna sit on the couch with a drink, watch TV. Whereas me, I'm like, oh, I'm home, I'm finally home, you know, what can I clean? Laundry, dishes, you mm. know. But now I'm learning to just, that can be done later, and I'll just relax now. Right. But to me, I relax better when all that's done first. And really, that's probably why I choose to clean up before I eat. Because once I eat, I get lazy. And I don't ever really clean once I eat. So I choose to do it before. Because once I eat, that's when I relax. That's how I feel about a shower. Fun fact about us. Quote, oldest time since we started dating was always been... And I don't even know if this is a real quote for somebody. I just some reason i think i'm a genius and i feel like i came up with it myself and so i'm just gonna say that i did <laughs> yeah because he hashtags it 17, uh, so it's 17 it's uh i'm not perfect but with you i am and to me that that says a lot about how our relationship is as far as differences go and to me i think differences work and like you said it's because you balance each other out since we're our first and only everything i'm not going to say that i personally know from experience how it be would be like with someone who isn't everything I'm in you know like what if I was with a gamer chick who loves anime or feels music like I do or is super emotional I, I wouldn't know but to me I feel like if I was with someone who was super as, as super emotional as me then I feel like there'd be a Y'all lot be of, a train wreck yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I know so, many of like that one <laughs> so I, I think I think balance is is a good way to put it like you said because we're so different we do balance each other out you're always going 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 so you need you need someone like me to teach you how to relax how to chill out how to more or less like to me not burn yourself out i meet so many people who just are always working 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 and dedicate their life to work that they burn themselves out so quick and they don't know it till it's too late so once you burnt out you're just like you're so fucking stressed you have to take care of yourself. And to me, that's a, a big deal why this podcast was born. Self-love is very important. Self-love is not selfish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I think that's a big thing. I think in any in, in that differences, although maybe challenging or difficult at first, 
they work out because they they balance each other. It, it makes you whole. All your weaknesses, all my weaknesses are complemented by your strengths and vice versa. Well, I feel like even though we are different in a lot of ways, you know, like like you said, type of food that we like, type of hobbies that we have, type of music that we listen to, we also have a lot of things that are similar. I mean, we both enjoy, you know, watching anime. We both like watching action movies. We both can tolerate scary movies depending on, you know, what kind. You know, we have the same love for, like, the beach and... You're more of a fall person, though, I feel like, right? You like fall more than summer, or...? I like fall only because of the weather. I like I like cooler weather. I also love football. And I hate um, football. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, but... Um, <laughs> whenever, Mandy, you say, I hope y'all watch football. No, it's, there's never any y'all. It's just Kenny. Yeah. You would not catch me watching football. She is a fan by marriage, not by choice. And yeah, so I think in the end, that's... That was a good conversation about differences, and I feel like differences work because they balance one another, or we balance one another, right? Yeah, I guess so. The Libra scale, right? Libra scale. Yeah, we're both Libras, so we definitely balanced each other out. She is the brain. I am the heart. So yeah, that wraps up this episode of Friends of Flavor. Thanks for joining us, lovely wife Roth. Uh, she will probably be joining us more often too. If you can, just leave a review on Apple Store and visit our Instagram page. And don't forget to check on the ones you love, but more importantly, don't forget to check on yourself. Bye. Bye.